1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rock, 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 Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. Now, if you're, uh, if you like internet games, uh, just like us, just add a Y or an IE to your name for this episode, Uh, because uh, tonight we're all Ramones. My name is, uh, well, because of the way I spell it, my name is Marcy Ramone, and joining me is uh, my, my kind of guy, Mr. Frankie Ramone. (laughs) Hey, Mark. Marky. Marcy, and hello,
0: listeners.
1: (laughs) Uh, Did you know that in addition to where you listen to us now, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music, or really, wherever you like to sniff glue.
0: That's right, Mark. New episodes bop on down to Rockaway Beach, which I've been to, every Friday for your listening pleasure.
1: Now, if this is your first taste of shock treatment, this is the podcast where uh, Frankie Ramon and I, Marcy Ramon, uh, recommend albums to each other to check out and review. Uh, we also have a wide variety of musical discussions, like our Spotlight series, where we'll dig into a band's catalog and see what comes out of the Pet Cemetery.
0: We're in our Versus series. We're going to pit two, sometimes three, albums against each other. Guess what, Mark? They're going to do get out this little thing that we call Total Stereo
1: domination all right be sure to check us out on instagram and our facebook group we like to drop additional content i uh, hope you're leaving more of frank's musical goodness and my random nonsense it's mostly just memes uh, now if you got a record you want us to check out and we sure hope that you do uh just drop us a line wherever you find this show uh, in a comment and we'll give it a spin and who knows it might even end up on this very show isn't that right frank
0: Absolutely, as long as it's not Coldplay or anything like that. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Well played. Would you look at that? We're already having fun together. (laughs) Be sure to like, subscribe, and add snarky comments to our page, or the KKK will take your baby away. (laughs) Frankie Ramon, you ready to boogie down in the uh, subterranean jungle? Oh,
0: Marcy Ramon, you know I am. You picked a record from the dead center of the Ramones catalog. Mm -hmm. And what do we need to know about our boys from Queens, Mark, as we turn the stereo way up? And why'd you pick this one? Just out of curiosity.
1: Yeah, great question, Frankie Ramon. I'm happy you asked. Uh, 1982, 1983 was an interesting time for the Ramones, right? Joey and Marky were battling with alcoholism. Uh, Dee Dee was uh, still famously battling cocaine addictions, uh, along with many other addictions, uh, as well as undergoing psychiatric treatment. And Johnny, well, Johnny was dealing with the other three idiots, uh, which I'm sure was uh, more than enough for anyone to have to deal with. Now, Marky Ramone would be fired during the recording process saying uh, he was watching an episode of Kojak when Joey called him, uh, that Joey Ramone, of course, uh, Joe called him up uh, and he was bummed about having to give Marky the news. But Marky was too embarrassed to tell Joey that he was trying to check into rehab anyways, and would be, uh, he would end up leaving the band until 1989's Brain Drain. Now, uh, Joey and Dee Dee, with the exception of the three covers on this album, wrote all the songs. Uh, Johnny did contribute, but uh, is said mostly to have uh, restricted what the band could put out musically, wanting to satisfy the hardcore fans of the band with a hardcore sound. Look, find interviews from Johnny about this album. He says hardcore like 900 times. (laughs) Um, It's like he's writing a Foo Fighters record or something. Anyways, uh, saying he wanted to remind people that they could play faster than anyone else. Uh, A really interesting note uh, considering the direction this album took, but perhaps that pressure from Johnny forcing a heavier guitar tone on the record is what makes these songs so damn cool, at least to me. Because this album, to answer your second question, uh, FR, uh, has a great pop sensibility to it while directly carrying that Ramones signature sound. Now, there is one thing, I forgot to add it into the notes here, uh, but I want to point out, if you've seen the cover of this record, it's the Ramones on a subway train, some graffiti on the train, the title across the top. You actually see uh, Johnny, Joey, and Dee Dee hanging out through the open doors and then through the window on the far side is, is Marky. Now, what Marky didn't know Frank was that Johnny told the photographer to take that picture because he knew they were firing Marky, but they didn't want to tell him. And Marky was like, you know, it seemed weird, but it also kind of made a cool picture. So I didn't say anything about it.
0: (laughs) Just ironic. He just happened to be over there. while these guys were over here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh man, well, before we get into this album, uh, Marcy Ramone, why don't we talk about actually how we got into the Ramones and uh, what we think about uh, their legacy these days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like most people, uh, I'm gonna say our age, Frank, uh, the Ramones were a fixture in the punk rock community well before we had any idea of what that sentence could possibly mean. Uh, That said, uh, as I came of age and was trying to start to explore the genre of punk rock, Uh, this uh, weird thing kept happening with Ramones. You could only really find them uh, albums from the seventies and maybe end of the century, which came out in 1980. I'm sure people tell me that they recorded in the seventies, go suck a dick anyways. um, Or you'd find a greatest hits comp. Um, So that's kind of where I started, right? Ramones, the mania, uh, toughest hits and and the like, Uh, you'd get all the singles and the occasional deep track, but you'd never get that feel for the band. And I think, For anyone who wasn't actively following them before 1994, when they broke up, you had little to no access to the band's full catalog, Uh, let alone the gems uh, like this one, where the band is fighting to keep it together and ends up putting out a much cooler album uh, that has a retro feel, even for when it was released, uh, and a better understanding of what the band uh, really made their their name on and their songs, um, you know, it's more than just getting stoned, huffing glue and, and mental health. Um, you know, if you think that's all the band is, then you're really missing out on on a real depth um, for the band and really an appreciation that they had for, for the art that is rock and roll. And they really put it in this. What, um, what about you, Frank, how would you describe your experience and the impact of a band like the Ramones?
0: Yeah. So, as much as I don't like him, I hate to say this, but the actor Jared Leto was my introduction uh, to the Ramones. Uh, so it's the '90s, and and that show, My So Called Life, was like all the rage. And there's an episode where where whatever crap band Leto was in performed the song "I Want to Be Sedated." So all of a sudden, like the kids around school were, just, they just started singing it constantly. And the impressionable younger me wanted, of course, to discover more. Now it was going to take a little bit while longer. Uh, because I was really into that 90s West Coast punk uh, stuff uh, before really the Ramones received my full attention as, I again, I was preoccupied with those epitaph and fat bands and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. 96, 97 for me is when I did the deep diving. And to me, they will always be the first punk band by definition of being amped up fast, pure rock and roll, uh, which is what they they took from it. Um, They took those simple songs from the 60s they added some beach boy vibes and with that signature downstroke guitar from johnny created something unique Uh, my appreciation for them has only intensified throughout the years is i think they're one of those bands that honestly like we were blessed to have in our lifetime you know even though they were kind of at the tail end for us there um but yeah I, i think we were so lucky to have them you know
1: yeah, right on. Uh, well, without further ado, let's jump into the remec- the, Ramo- the- <laughs> Without further ado, let's jump into the record. It's the Ramones' Subterranean Jungle, track one. Frank, little bit of soul. Mm. You know, one of the major criticisms people had about the album. Was the three covers opening with a a cover, uh, this one in particular, A Little Bit of Salt, was originally written in 1964 by John Carter and Ken Lewis. I know you're very familiar with them. Uh,
0: (laughs) My neighbors, actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and originally recorded by the English band, The Little Darlings. Uh, And 1967 (laughs) would have success in uh, the U.S. when the garage band, The Music Explosion, uh, released their cover of it reaching number one on Record World 100 and number two on the Billboard Top 100. Uh, what did you think of the Ramones' take on such a 60s classic?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, in essence, the basis of the band, right? It's the 60s rock songs, the simple 60s rock songs but in like the ramon signature si- uh, style uh i mean on this the critics could totally eat my boxers as it doesn't matter that that a band at this point in their tenure chose this for the opening number uh they started out at a time when cover tunes were more frequent on a band's album uh, so as far as this being an opener psh, love it
1: very nice and, and as we just learned here live on the internet ladies and gentlemen frank is a boxers guy not a brief make a note frank My internet connection is unstable.
0: Yes, noted. And the box was So,
1: thank you. Track two, I Need Your Love. Very unconventional placement uh, of the album's second of three covers by putting it here in the number two spot, Frank. Originally written and performed by Bobby D. Waxman and his band, uh, also from New York, The Poppies. Uh, The song throws back to Bobby's love to... The Beatles and the Ramones absolutely capitalize on the sound and styles of it, driving it faster uh, and faster as the Ramones, of course, were known for doing, but keeping it soulful and fun. Uh, what would you think of this one?
0: So, yeah, listen, it's totally unconventional to put another cover here, uh, but it makes a great conversational piece because, look, Mark, we're talking about it, right? And, and, and perhaps there was intent here. Uh, for me, I think Johnny does some great guitar work here and the chanting of I Need Your Love just great it's clean it's a clean sounding cover um so cover schmover as far as people wanting to to critique it uh the song rocks really like it
1: very cool very cool so track three outsider dd Dee Dee wrote this classic ramon sounding anthem um it was definitely on many of their their greatest hits comps and for good reason it captures that classic hardcore sound again and the album begins to really take shape and, and balance between those two very pop-laden tracks to open it up. What you think of this guy?
0: Yeah, you know, this was a track that, that I was most familiar with, probably from right, the hits or the Mania CDs. Uh, the difference between, honestly, this track and the first few records is not much here. I mean, it's a great blend of the hardcore edge, the pop sensibility. Uh, it's without a doubt a, a middle catalog classic for the band. So, I mean, it's a fantastic
1: track. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Track four, What Do You Do? Uh, Joe Ramon took the lead on this number, but let me ask you this. A breakup song by any other name is still a breakup song, right? Uh, On the surface, this is a simple song about losing faith in another, uh, but manages to capture the band's ability to show their very human emotion uh, and regret their loss all uh, disguised as kind of a chainsaw pop song.
0: I love I love the Chainsaw's a great way to put this, uh, Marcy Ramon, because uh, mm-hmm. that's what it feels like, you know, uh, it, cha- it keeps running, it keeps running. And Joey's golden and smooth voice here, uh, mm-hmm. man, is, is is one that only few could really pull off a vocal performance like this. It's an underrated gem for me, and, and we're only a track four.
1: Yeah, you know, I think he's probably one of the underrated crooners um, as far as crooning goes.
0: Yep, you know? absolutely. I agree with you, man.
1: Mm-hmm. track five, highest trails above. So Dee, Dee penned this number. And while I don't think, uh, or excuse me, I don't like to talk about other people's reviews here typically, this was referred to as a song they wrote to get on the radio. Uh, I don't get that feeling at all. Um, but you know what? It was the, the early 80s, and I assume even the critics were uh, just heavily on cocaine. Perhaps a song about uh, being a bird isn't at that appealing to everyone and it, it might be kind of a low light on the album for me Frank but it's uh dabbling in a little bit of fantasy and escapism um, and it's kind of cool to see uh you know for me to see a band uh do that and, and the track really works well. Uh What do you think Frank just a cheap attempt at radio play or is there is there more here?
0: And it's so funny on you know people and the critics and sometimes because like hearing that I don't get that at all I mean when you hear the opening chords and the way this actually comes off is more aggressive as opposed to some of their other songs. Um, I can't see where you know, this would be honed in as the one you know for the radio. In fact, uh, the cover tunes to me from this seem like potential candidates. So um, you know, I- I'd say it's probably my least favorite thus far, uh, but the other tracks have just been so good. So I-, I didn't get what the critics were saying with this one, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Uh, but moving right along, track six, track six, uh, somebody Like Me. Uh, I'm really intrigued by this track from Dee Dee. Uh He famously fought addiction, not just uh, while well, in the band, but his whole life. Uh, and here we have a, a bouncing number that explores uh, his wants and desires. Uh, he just wants to have a bit of fun. Uh, and can you blame him? Uh, I can't. Some people uh, don't want uh, more than a good time in life, and I'm, I'm cool with that. How about you, Frank?
0: I'm cool with this too, man. Like, I, we get a similar vibe here, the Blitzkrieg bop, and, and like that song, it has a catchy as hell chorus. Uh, Johnny gives us a brief solo, uh, which hopefully silences some of the critics and where they say that he just plays chords. Uh, the music mimics uh, the fun here and, um, and that desire. It's a fun tune. It's a great tune. Somebody Like Me, good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Track seven, Psychotherapy. Uh, we're on the B side here uh, of the LP, co-written uh, by Dee Dee and Johnny. It's easily recognized as one of the, most, uh, the band's most popular tunes. Uh, Dee Dee recalls, quote, I knew we needed a real, quote unquote, Ramon song uh, for the album. I knew Johnny was depressed about how things were going. He needed that song to get excited about the band again uh while johnny stated i wanted to do a hardcore song to show people that we can play as fast and faster than they can nobody plays as fast as us frankie ramone
0: (laughs) and i love that johnny said that by the way you know when, when i think of where punk got its speed from in the early years it's the ramones i love the clash mark i know you do too they didn't have that speed and screw the pistols so punk right. was faster in the u.s and it was only about to get faster uh ramones are making uh, a statement here and i love it
1: very nice very nice track eight time has come today here we get the third and final cover of the album this time from the chamber brothers uh but with a bit of a psychedelic twist if you will uh what's really wild here is that this is the only Ramon song with three different drummers credited to it. So you get uh, Marky Ramon credited uh, on the album. Uh, And then we get Billy Rogers uh, who actually played it on the record. And then Richie Ramon, who'd come in on the next album uh, is seen playing the drums here in the video, which by the way, failed to chart. So this was released as a single Frank, uh, but didn't make any impact. Uh, I I, I don't know how I really dig it. Um, What do you think of this? psychedelic twist on time has come today It
0: yeah you know you know this shows that they're not just a one-trick pony here uh a a niche style you know punk band like this that takes a psychedelic sound and making it their own is pretty cool i can't seem a fan of the original uh so to me the ramones made the song a lot better
1: (laughs) very nice very nice we're not afraid to take a shot at the classics folks track number nine my my kind of girl Joey wrote this number uh, for the band's female fandom after meeting a fan on 8th Street in Manhattan and wanting to spend his life with her. Uh, what do you think? Is it a retro pop classic? Uh, a, I'm going to say that again. A retro pop classic or a creepy number about teenage fans?
0: Yo, uh, I mean, I'm hoping when we say teen, of course it's 18 and up, but uh, you know, it's not something a la Jerry Lee Lewis here. Anyway, I think it's a cool retro jangly pop tune layered with, that signature Ramon style and being from New York, you know, I I've been on eight street a few times and we get some cool imagery here. So I, I can just see it.
1: So I, I like it yeah. again. Ramones love to paint, uh, paint beautiful pictures of New York. Don't they? Sure do. Track number 10 in the park. Uh, DD gives us another sixties rock number, uh, about hanging out with the gang after dark, uh, reminiscing about the, his teen youth, or perhaps uh, he was still living uh, a good part of it, uh, thanks to his addictions. It's a, a short and simple number that uh, makes me smile. Uh, it rates pretty low on the album for me, though. What did you think?
0: Yeah, you know, it, it has the 60s style, as you said. Uh, the guitars, you know, sonically seem very fuzzy for my liking. And, and it's like that It's at that perfect, like, filler position point in the album where, you know, you're getting towards the end. So, yeah, I'm with you in regards to low side of the album uh, for me. But it's here and gone before you know it because it's so short. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we're at track 11, Time Bomb. Uh, We have a first for the Ramones here, Frank. This is the first track where someone other than Joey sings the lead vocal on the entire song on a Ramones record. So Didi, uh penned this one and sang it. Uh, while many critics said, uh, quote, it was more ridiculous than frightening. <laughs> um, end quote. Uh, we get this essentially, uh, uh, excuse me, we get uh, what is essentially uh, the punk rock time bomb song formula here that a few bands uh, had already used and uh, many more would imitate uh, Circa Ranted, uh go on, on and on and on. Um, love it or love it, it's uh, Dee Dee delivers on the cliche, uh, and the band sounds great. Frank,
0: yeah, listen, I, I know Dee, Dee is such a pivotal member of the band, but but Joey's a singer for a reason. You know, it, it, it's it's not as ridiculous as the critics are making it out to be. Uh, I think the band does sound great here. I would have liked maybe to add Joey sing a verse, and maybe Joey and Dee Dee switching off here. Um, but it's a fun track. It, it is a fun track.
1: All right. So what we're at the end of the record here. Um, track 12. Uh, this is actually a true thing about me and Frank. Every time I eat vegetables, it makes me think of you, uh, is the name of the track. Uh, Joey gives us the album finale as only he can with a tribute to a friend, um, that he thinks of every time he eats vegetables. Uh, it's a simple number uh, that will leave you with a smile on your face. Um, what do you eat that reminds you of me? Good buddy
0: let's see potatoes mm-hmm. um definitely succotash
1: oh okay
0: yeah a piece of rye bread oh pretzel hot dog buns
1: i mean Ooh, absolutely every time
0: fresh mozzarella mm-hmm. and how could i leave out rack of lamb oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah very simple song brings a smile to my face and listen perfect perfect for a closer from this record man
1: yeah if, if uh if you're familiar with uh, Joey's solo album. Oh yeah, totally. um, Which closed with uh, Maria Antabella. Maria. Sounds about right. Maria Antabella. It kind of has that feel to it. And like, it it felt very familiar, even though that album came out much later than this did. Anyways, uh, well, Frank, that does it for Subterranean Jungle. Wow. Time for our final thoughts. What'd you think?
0: Yeah, so, okay. We were discussing how everyone really just relates Ramones to like their first four records, and mm-hmm. and even more, it's like it, it's a weird dynamic because even more than the casual fans, like you could tell they're like legit Ramone fans, but they think all the goodness lies there. Um, and I think we're here to tell them that they're wrong. You know, mm-hmm. uh, ended the century, in my opinion, uh, started a new style for the band, one filled with the formula that worked, but also a more expansive sound, more layers, harmonies, and more depth. Um, this album it's awesome. I mean, sure. Listen, you can have what the critics say. Who cares? Uh, they, they got three covers on it. Who cares? I mean, these songs still rock. Uh, sure. Some, you know, maybe were subpar as far as the rest of the context of the album, uh, but you can't take that away from the album as a whole. Uh, you get that blend of the simple sixties tunes and the punk sound that they created. Um, you know, it's hard for me to say where this ranks in all their albums. I would think I need a little bit more time maybe to, kind of space that out um, mm-hmm. but but it's definitely a solid eight out of ten for me what about you man
1: nice yeah you know despite the troubles uh and infighting among the members of the band you can really feel that the, the turmoil turmoil i'm just making up words now uh challenge them each to put their best work forward and, and we get a really fun and unique album from the band uh, one that pushes both that '60s influence and that that hardcore sound. Joey again, or excuse me, Johnny again, uh, would just beat his head talking about how great the guitar sounds on this record and how hardcore he wanted it to be. Um, the
0: hardcore, hey, yeah,
1: hardcore. Cool. Um, you know, I look for me. I adore this record. It gets an eight and a half out of ten out of me. Um, hey, it's great. You know, um, I, I I just love it. it, it there's something really just kind of happy about this record, which sounds weird when you learn how fucked up the making of it was, but whatever. Uh, now, last week uh, I made the comment that I think this will take over the top spot as your favorite Ramones album. How'd I do?
0: Wow, I mean, you, you did great, you did great. Again, I think I'm gonna need a little bit more time to see if this is, if this is the top Ramones one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to tell you that it's definitely up there and we may need to revisit this maybe after a while, then we come back and maybe throw a couple more Ramones records into the mix and see what we get.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: And you know, Mark, with all the to talk about uh, the influence of the sixties. Let's uh, let's put a little sixties rock ballads list together. What do you say?
1: Absolutely.
0: Go ahead. Start us off my Mayan
1: Absolutely. So uh, for me, we're going to do a top 10 list here. I'll take half. Frank will take half. Um, Go ahead and make yourself a playlist out of this. You'll be, you'll be scooching with the ladies before uh, time is over. And I want you to begin with Roy Orbison. Oh, pretty woman.
0: Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. beautiful tune. And I'm going to half steal stuff from you. Uh, yeah, so for I it. also have a Roy Orbison song, but it's running scared. Uh,
1: Ooh, great number.
0: One of the best vocal performances. And if you watch that uh, performance, he had, I want to say it's called a black and white special because it was in black and white and you had Keith Richards, you had Springsteen, Dare Costello, all those people. The performance of the song, I mean the vocals mm-hmm. are just are just they'll shatter glass. That's how that's gorgeous how awesome they are. Yeah. So I don't mean to put another Orbison tune on here, but um
1: yeah, Hey, look, we're we're doing this one for the ladies. They they get two Roy's, they get two Roys. They're happy Roy's. with it. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: What we got next, Mark I.
1: How cool would Roy Orbison have been as a Ramon? Oh Roy Ramon, man. Dude. Oh, no. oh my god the records they would have made anyways uh number eight on your playlist we're working from 10 backwards here uh the marvelettes danger heartbreak dead ahead
0: that's great that's yeah cool. just an
1: old motown classic uh, uh i grew up absolutely addicted to the movie good morning vietnam it made me want to be on the radio flunk out of going to radio and then doing this with you. Um, But it's one of those great songs that was on the soundtrack. Uh, It absolutely stuck with my heart. Danger, heartbreak, dead ahead. You know, and they helped start really the the Motown movement in the early 60s. I think this song happens to be from like 65. Just if you haven't checked out the Marvelettes and you just like that Motown kind of rocky kind of just kind of ballady, bluesy, like, oh, heartbreak danger exactly. heartbreak dead ahead
0: hell yeah fantastic fantastic mm-hmm. my next one it, it's from the early 60s i think 60 to be exactly correct but kathy's clown from the everly brothers mm. um you know it's another one you had of course bye bye love and you know wake up a little susie but this song for still kind of having that like tinny early kind of rock sound it, it mm-hmm. is really really impactful and i think there's some layers to it and you know, a lot of people kind of reference it in, in songs. Elliot Smith is one of them, uh, which, you know, he mentions the song Kathy's Clown. I even uh, have a lyric in one of my songs where I mentioned Kathy's Clown. That was never recorded and no one will ever hear it. But anyway, um, <laughs> 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 just a really, really good, good number. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Kathy's Clown.
1: Be, I'm looking at the whole list, folks. That might be my absolute favorite on this whole thing. Uh, the next one for me, though, is going to be a gentleman by the name of Wayne Fontana, and the Mindbenders. Mind it's the game of love. <laughs> this is just another one of those great 60s. It's the game of love. It's just such a fun little bouncy tune about heartbreak. I, I adore it. Yeah.
0: I mean, just another really good tune. Another mm-hmm. really good tune. Um, next, I have, it's kind of an obvious choice, but I mean, The Sound of Silence from Simon and Garfunkel. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, listen to harmonies that, that they were able to, to really nail down for like two people. I mean, basically at the end of the day, I mean, it was really Paul Simon on guitar and just old Art Garfunkel singing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the song, it, it really don't listen to it too much at night. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it, might, it might mess with you, but uh, sounds of silence.
1: Have you ever made out to the sound of silence, the, the, the song, the sound of silence, not just made out in the quiet. Oh, I haven't. What about you, pal? Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to answer that question. That's a really private question to <laughs> ask somebody, me. <laughs> but, um, but what I'd like for you to do is uh, put it on tonight and don't say anything to Jen. Okay. Just get into bed and see what happens. Text me. Right. We don't have to huh? talk about it on air. All
0: Unless right. you want
1: to. Anyways. Oh. Mm. All right. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bing bong chong. Yeah, in nine months you can blame me for this one. Uh, oh. uh, number four on our list uh, is the zombies. She's not there. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, yeah, I mean, now, this isn't the cranberries doing oh. the song Zombie, zombies. Zombies. She's not there. The there. zombies doing a song called cranberries. She's not there. Wait, no, that's not right. She's not <laughs> there by the zombies.
0: Perfect. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I and you know another another song where you know it's hard to say it really a ballad because you know the guy was so amazing and innovative with rock and roll and the guitar but uh, the Hendrix song Little Wing
1: um Ooh, beautiful song. yeah
0: I mean it, it's just a gorgeous song and uh, I think that's his like true ballad right there so Little Wing
1: very nice very nice well my last selection for this playlist are our top 10 uh 60s rock ballads whatever this is uh, is from Question Mark and the Mysterions. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Nine to six teardrops. Nice. Nine to six teardrops. I, I just, I don't know what it is about the song. It's kind of abstract, kind of sad, kind of beautiful. Uh, the dude's name is fucking Question Mark. Um, and the Mysterions, I mean, that's so cool. Um, yeah. But that, that leaves you with the number one choice, my friend. What's uh, What's the final track on our playlist here?
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's a little bit of a dramatic song, but it's also Paul McCartney's favorite song. It's "God Only Knows" from the Beach Boys, from uh, from Pet Sounds. Um, I, I mean, you could just YouTube uh, Paul McCartney and "God Only Knows," even do Sir George Martin, uh, and they how much they rave about this song and how much they like it. Um, and like I said, it's a little dramatic, but but it fits the ballad to me. So uh, "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys.
1: Yeah, now that I've made out to. And I gotta ah,
0: tell you, you scallywag. You now you try to ask me
1: what's tongue I got to. It. Yeah. <laughs> I can slide a tongue around to that one, brother. <laughs>
0: Anyways. <laughs> Dang, Marcy Ramon. That was one heck of an episode. Um, and I know you want to be sedated. But before mm-hmm. I let you do that, oh, I'm sure. gonna talk to you about next week's episode if you're cool with that.
1: Well, Frankie mode. since uh, this w- was my pick, what do you have for me and our dear listener, Ramon for next week?
0: <laughs> Mark, we're going to get folky, okay? Oh. Uh, I, you know, I have a running list of bands since we started this whole project that I wanted mm-hmm. your opinions on. So I'm going with the band, the Felice Brothers.
1: But is this they're... the Navidad guys?
0: <laughs> the Felice Navidad brothers. <laughs> the Felice <laughs> Brothers from upstate New York. And their Mm -hmm. 2016 album, Life in the Dark. Okay. What to expect? It's very Dylan. So you're going to have a lot of jam-packed lyrics, a lot of imagery, although more Mm -hmm. violins and more of a full sound. Um, But I I am very anxious. This is one of the albums for a while I've been anxious to hear your particular thoughts on. So uh, I'm excited. And only nine tracks, so it's very digestible. And Mm -hmm. Life in the Dark from 2016 from the Felice Brothers.
1: Now, I want to point out to our listeners, uh, Frank and I share the script. We're not very shy about that. Uh, we left off next week's pick. I just learned it when you learned it just now. I wrote the next line regardless. Here it is, Frank. You ready? Ready. Hot dog.
0: <laughs> what a frankfurter that is, my man. I tell you what. that I love a good frankfurter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we do love our wieners here, don't we? Yeah, we do. Everyone, mm-hmm.
0: thank you for listening. Like subscribe, comment, and be safe out there.
1: Bye-bye. Hey, um, ho, let's go. Let's go. Hey. Oh. I should have a song from this album.